Hello, welcome to season two of the Irish Baptist College podcast. The Irish Baptist College exists to magnify Christ, advance the gospel and strengthen the church. The college is a department of the Association of Baptist Churches in Ireland. Established in 1895, the Association of Baptist Churches in Ireland is a gospel partnership of 117 autonomous local churches who have voluntarily agreed to work together. The churches have a formal membership of 8,500 people, but represent a Baptist community of more than 20,000 people on the island of Ireland. In this podcast, we will meet some of the people who lead different aspects of the association. I'm your host, Davy Ellison. I'm the Director of Training at the Irish Baptist College, and today I'm talking with Dave Ramsey. So it's great to have you with us today, Dave. Oh, thanks, Davy. Good to be on the podcast. I think this is a first for me. I've never appeared in a podcast before, so... Uh, delighted that you'd have me. Well, we're delighted that you're with us and uh, we want to thank you for taking the time to join us. Uh, and perhaps you could um, just begin by introducing yourself. So family, interests, home church. Yeah, I'm married to Cara. I've been married uh, almost 16 years, have two lovely daughters. Leah is 13, Hannah is nine. Um, I'm a member of Carrick Fergus Baptist Church, uh, have been attending that church all my life. Um, you mentioned some interests there. Uh, what can I say? I've got a variety of, of interests, things that I like to do. Probably sports, interested in sports. Any kind of sport, uh, if it's on the TV, I probably, and I have time, I'd like to watch it, except for motorsport. I don't, <laughs> I don't like, uh, I don't think motorsport is a sport, but um, the college <laughs> principal will probably disagree with me. Um, triathlon, I, I do like to do triathlon, although I'm injured at the minute, so I'm, I'm confined to just riding a bike and swimming. Um, and uh, yeah, spending as much time with family, listening to music, and uh, probably a strange interest. I do have a finance background, so I do like to keep up to date with finance and business and what's going on in the markets and things like that. Okay, great. Thank you, Dave. Um, whenever I introduced you, I omitted to uh, mention your, your role uh, in the association. So maybe you could just um, tell us what your, your role is. Yeah, I serve God as director of the Association of Baptist Churches in Ireland. And the way I probably look at, at my role is kind of splitting it down into three parts. Uh, one part of that is overseeing the work of our association along with the, the ministry team here and all the other directors. One third is working with our churches of our association, encouraging them. And one third of that is probably a lot of uh, legal and financial um, property insurance type matters that all happen in the background. Okay, excellent. We'll maybe come back uh, to some of that. But uh, one question I do um, force uh, all my guests to answer is share an interesting fact. Um, So I wonder if you have an interesting fact that uh, you could share with us. Yeah, you, you kind of tipped me off about that, and I've really been struggling to get an interesting fact. I, I was, I was a lead singer of a wedding band at one stage. I suppose that could be, that could be an interesting fact. <laughs> I'm just letting that out there, but that was many years ago. Um, one other thing, just to say, it's probably not an interesting fact. It's maybe an interesting story. Um, when I was about eighteen, this could be an interesting fact. I was able to, uh, to recount about ninety-eight percent of the capitals of the countries of the world um it's a bit of a strange fact I've, I've forgotten most of them now but but there's a story that goes along with that um some people might find it interesting uh, steve chalk 
who at the time was a, was a prominent uh, speaker. This is going back about 20 odd years ago. Um, he was doing a, a tour around the UK and he was actually coming to our school. And as a part of that, he wanted to do an open illustration and asked for two individuals from the, the school scripture union who would be prepared to get up on stage and wouldn't mind being embarrassed and uh, for his opening illustration. And so uh, I was chosen as one of these individuals. And part of the story goes that he, he asked the, the girl very simple questions, like things like, what is your address? And she was able to answer it. And then he would turn around to me and he would say, well, what is David Beckham's address? And I had no way of knowing the answer. <laughs> so we went through, there were five questions. We went through all the questions. I didn't know the answers to all of the questions. And he got to his final question. And he asked the girl, what's the capital of England? And she said, London. And he turned to me and he said, what's the capital of Burkina Faso? At which point I turned around and answered that it's a Wagadougou. And he was totally taken aback, totally uh, put off his, his train of thought because the whole point of his illustration was I wouldn't know the answers <laughs> to any of the questions. So an interesting fact, I know a lot of capitals in the world and I derailed uh, Steve Chalk's opening illustration in his talk in our school assembly that day. That's a, that's a pretty good, interesting fact. Um, on, a, on a future episode of the podcast, we, we will learn about Matt Campbell's uh, interesting fact, which there's a little bit of overlap there, but I'll not spoil it for our listeners. Um, but you can uh, listen out for that whenever that comes around. Um, obviously, Dave, working for the association, um, you must be a Christian. Um, so I was wondering if you could share something of your conversion experience with us, just how... How God worked in your life and uh, and brought you to faith in Christ. Yeah, I uh, have the the real uh, fortune and privilege of being born into a family where both of my parents were believers. And as I look back on that, I don't actually know a time when I didn't know the gospel. Hmm. Um, I was brought up, brought to church, taught the gospel from an early age, and I know that that my parents would tell me at an early age, around the age of five, even six, there were a number of occasions where I professed faith. Um, and and said that I, I trusted Christ to forgive my sin. I suppose that that process of discipleship took place over many years. I was baptized at the age of 17, joined the church shortly after that, got involved in service. Um, but I can't actually pinpoint the time when uh, I was brought from darkness to light. Mm. Um, I know that there was a time when, when God uh, indwelt me by his Holy Spirit, when I came to faith in Christ as my saviour. But I can't actually pinpoint that time when exactly that was. Was it when I was five or six? Was it through my teenage years? Mm. I'm not quite sure. So the one thing that I do know is that I am trusting Christ now for my salvation. Mm. And I look alone to him and to his work on the cross on my behalf. And I know that that gives me assurance that I am his child and part of his family. And that's really what I look to as, as my conversion experience. Hmm. I'm sure that's such an encouragement for uh, some people because we're we're often attracted to those uh, stark testimonies with a very definite moment of of conversion and maybe some who have had a similar journey to you have uh, kind of wondered about that so that's really really helpful to have that kind of growing into Christ um, with that blessing of a, of a Christian upbringing and um, but we know that the Christian life obviously doesn't end with conversion it continues uh, beyond that and one of the things we're we're keen to emphasize here in the college is spiritual formation and just growth in the Christian life. Um, so I wonder, Dave, if you could share with us maybe different people or events or books or other things that ha have maybe been key influences on, on your Christian growth. 
Yeah, I think obviously I've mentioned my parents. I've got to mention them again. Um, a key influence in, in many aspects of my life. I can I can think of my dad and just his gracious uh, nature. I think he mm. taught me that you know nothing trumps grace. Always to have a very <laughs> gracious approach to people and and in situations. And I always learned that with him. I can always hear him saying, "Don't throw the the baby out with the bathwater." And phrases like that so I, I do owe uh, a lot of my formation to my parents mm. Sunday school teachers youth fellowship leaders down through the years many people have have molded me and shaped me and taught me God's word that I'm, I'm so thankful for mm. I think a pivotal time for me as well was going to university to fall in with a group of guys who were all involved in the Christian Union at university a number of them are now in Christian ministry in different places around the world and I think we sharpened each other, iron sharpened iron. I know that in our time um, involved in leadership of the, the university that we, we really developed a, a real expository ministry in the university, bringing along great Bible teachers that really helped shape us. And, and I think then from that, we, we developed a, a number of ministries. One of them was called At the Castle, a Bible teaching conference. And we've had speakers uh, like Don Carson and Dale Ralph Davis along on a number of occasions to weekends like that. And that was really pivotal, pivotal just seeing how when God's word is mm. faithfully taught and explained and opened up in the power of the spirit that it changes lives and yeah. it, it exalts Christ and it shapes our hearts and forms us spiritually. So those are some of the influences in my life. Um, I think as well, I'm, I'm involved in a role now where I work with a lot of senior pastors say that word senior very carefully, but I work with a lot of senior pastors. They maybe don't know it, but in my dealings with them, I watch them quite carefully. I just see what can I learn from them, how they approach situations, their wisdom, and just try to, to model some of, of the, the, the wisdom that they have gained over many years. And one final influence I think that, that would come in my life is my own pastor right now. I know that many people are very quick to jump on the internet to get the best of gospel preaching from a variety of places all around the world. Mm -hmm. And I think one thing I'm just grateful for is my own pastor who I've sat under for a number of years and just know that when I go to church on a Sunday, I'm going to get faithful Bible teaching. Um, and I think that's been such a great influence in my life. Hmm. Yep. Um being a being a member of a vacant church at the minute, I want to echo that because <laughs> having a having a pastor of your church is great, and especially when they're they're faithful um, to God's word and are leading God's people. Um, obviously, part of your Christian life has been leading you to this point, Dave, where you are the director of the association. Uh, I just wondered if you could maybe might be encouraging for people just to hear a bit of an outline of. What brought you to find yourself in this role um, at this stage? Yeah, I, I have I've already mentioned of an interest in finance. I think when I was at school, I was involved in what's called the Young Enterprise, which is which is like a company set up to teach young people about business. And I think from there, I really developed an interest in the business world. And and I I had a dream of being an accountant, which is not really a grand dream, but it was my <laughs> dream and. I'm proud of it. So I wanted to be. I wanted to be an accountant. Accountants rule the world, by the way. Just in case you're wondering. But and and I I studied accountancy. I worked for a large accounting firm, one of the largest accounting firms in the world. Really enjoying that, getting on well. Um, and I I just think God uh, through events that happened in my life directed me away from that and directed my heart away from that. 
Um, I was involved in youth ministry in my local church on a on a on a part time basis. And I just believe that the Lord was opening up doors for me to serve in in youth ministry. Actually, as the youth director of our association, and I took a a step right out of accountancy world into serving God on a full time basis as the youth director of the association. And I think through that, I developed a real love for our association of Baptist churches in Ireland. I got to know people in our churches. I got to realise that what we have as an association is is precious. It's something to be cherished, and an opportunity came for. Uh, this role as association director and I remember the first time someone approached me and said you should think about doing that I I just I ran a mile from it and said that's not for me that job's too big for for me and it's amazing how the Lord opens doors and I think the Lord has mm-hmm. called me into this role and I know that if the Lord calls you the Lord equips you and I know I sense my inadequacy all the time but I know that I'm in the place where the Lord has me and I'm just glad to be able to be of some service to him and to his church. Mm. So we, we come to the, the, the question, what is the Association of Baptist Churches in Ireland? I've uh, I've thrown out a line at the beginning of this podcast, a kind of one-line summary, but maybe you want to elaborate on, on that, Dave, and just, uh, if someone was to stop you in the street and say, I've heard this thing, Association of Baptist Churches in Ireland, what is it? Yeah, I'll, I'll start off with the, the long-form answer. Uh, really, if you want to put it in the sentence, the Association of Baptist Church in Ireland is a voluntary association of like-minded independent Baptist churches who work together in gospel partnership to further spiritual unity. And I suppose I'll, I'll break that down a little bit. It's a voluntary association. So churches are voluntarily join and commit and covenant to working together. It's like-minded independent Baptist churches. So uh, we have a doctrinal statement and we're doctrinally aligned as a grouping of churches. It's a fairly comprehensive doctrinal statement. Um, although there are shades of differing opinions on certain matters within our churches, the way I like to look at it is we have a doctrinal statement, which is like a fence around a field. And our churches may be in different parts of that field, but we have a, a strong fence mm. around that field. So we know that we're not scattered all over the countryside. We know we're all in the same field. So we're yeah. like-minded Baptist churches. Um, independent is in there, like-minded independent Baptist churches. We believe that uh, the scripture teaches us that the, the church is independent, that it is governed uh, by the congregation, that there'll be a group of uh, spiritual leaders, the elders, um, leading the church in a, with it congregationally governed, where the congregation mm. have the final say in, in all matters. And and they, they work together uh, in gospel partnership. So we're working together to fulfill the Great Commission, to train people for gospel service, to equip the saints for works of service mm. uh, in gospel partnership in a variety of ways, all with the aim of furthering spiritual unity. We see a call in the New Testament to uh, further spiritual unity. So that's really the aim of what we do, a voluntary association of like-minded independent Baptist churches who work together in gospel partnership to further spiritual unity. That's the long answer. Uh, the short answer is we're a family. Mm. And that's the way I like to view it. A family of churches, we work together, we support one another, we love one another, and we pray for one another. And being part of the association is like being part of a family. Great. Thank you, Dave. That's that's really helpful. And if you want to um, find out more about uh, all of the bits and pieces and uh, all of the things that we do together that we couldn't do uh, apart, uh, then I want to encourage you to listen to the following episodes and uh, that'll be outlined for you. Well, maybe, Davey, I could, I could just jump in and just say, you know, you mentioned a couple of the facts and figures 
you know, 117 churches in our association, which is right across the, the length of the island mm. um, from Northern Ireland and in the Republic of Ireland. So we're an all-island entity. We work across two uh, jurisdictions. And we've been in existence since, uh, although Baptists have been in Ireland since the 1640s, really, the, the association as we know it has been in existence from 1895. It was formed as the Baptist Union of Ireland, and it changed its name in the year 2000 to the Association of Baptist Churches in Ireland. And it really works through a, a council where all of the churches are send representatives who meet together, who take all the major decisions around our council. So, Davey, both you and I, we were appointed by that council mm. into our roles. And the council appoints management committees that oversee all of the various aspects of our of our ministry. So it's great to be a part of the association. Um, one of the, the things that I, I love to see is that we're a church planting association. So if, if we go back to 1990, um, we would see that in the Republic of Ireland, there were 11 Baptist churches in the Republic of Ireland in 1990. Today, there are 30. So mm. it's great to see how the Lord has been moving and blessing some of our endeavors as an association of churches where churches have been planting churches and where we've been able as a grouping of churches to assist churches in planting churches just to see uh, God move across the island of Ireland. That's great. And that probably touches a little bit on the next question, which is what benefit is there to participating in the life of the association or, or being part of it? Obviously, think about the number of churches that have been planted over the last uh, few decades um, shows that there's benefit there but um, if you you had the opportunity to outline um, just what the benefit of uh, engaging with the association is um, yeah I, I often have the privilege of going to a church whenever a, a church decides that they want to join the association so maybe a new church has been planted and uh, they want to talk about joining the association and they bring me along and I get to talk about the privileges and responsibilities of membership. And there's always a question I can, I can, I'm waiting for it. I know it will always come up. Somebody in the congregation will generally go, well, what's in it for us? Or what are the benefits, if you like, of the association? And I can understand that question. I think it's a good question. But I kind of often try to flip it on its head. And I, I don't think that joining the association or being part of the association should be looked at directly of what the benefits are for each individual church. Um, what I see it is it's an avenue for service for all of those churches. It's an opportunity for those churches to be in obedience to the Great Commission, to fulfill the Great Commission, for them to further the biblical mandate to, mm. to maintain the unity in the church. It's being involved in gospel work. It's, uh, it's playing your part. It's praying meaningly for mission of having an ongoing uh, strategic interest in a particular mission work so that you can pray meaningfully. It's all about wider mm -hmm. kingdom service. And I see it then as a strategic extension of the work of that church. So it's not necessarily about what the church gets out of it. It's about what the church gives into it. And as a church gives in to that and is involved and serves, then I see from that flows um, numerous spiritual benefits to that church. You see a growth in holiness in individuals. You see an expanded vision for mission. You see an increased joyfulness among your people. Mm. And that's the way I see it is it's really, yes, it's all about service. And then through that service, there's a sp spiritual benefit that arises as a result of that. So 
kind of flips the question yeah. a little bit yeah. on its head. But then there are there are lots of benefits of being part of the association. There's there's administrative support in so many different areas. There's ministry support. So when churches are vacant, there's there's ways in which we can support churches to provide pastors and different things like that. There are multiple resources through the college, mm-hmm. um, through Baptist women, through Baptist youth resources that people can dip into training courses. Um, there's areas for extended service so if anybody in any of our churches wants to get involved in association life there are avenues for them to do that and we even think of provision of pastors our college is preparing people for ministry providing where do our pastors come from well yes people may train in other places but primarily the vast majority of our pastors come and are prepared for service in our college in the irish baptist college so Churches benefit as they call someone who has been prepared mm-hmm. in that way. So there are many benefits, but the major benefit is is about being involved in gospel work and playing your part. Yeah, yeah. And I, th- I think one of the things that's encouraged me the most uh, in participating in association life is just being part of something bigger than myself and, and even bigger just than my home church as well. And uh, to be able to then serve and to be part of that um, is great. Um, maybe uh, as we move on to the last question, um, Dave, you might want to take the opportunity to speak to directly to students of the college. So lots of our students, not all, but lots of them will graduate and will um, go on to serve in association churches. Uh, and I just wondered if uh, they were to turn around and say, well, why should I ensure that my church continues to participate in the life of the association? Um, I wonder what you would say to, to our students. Yeah, I'd probably speak directly to those guys who are going into pastoral ministry that it's it's vitally important that you are engaged in fellowship with other pastors mm-hmm. i think that um if if a pastor was to isolate themselves with that isolation there comes a, a degree a number of dangers that come with mm-hmm. that whereas i would encourage the pastors to get themselves around in a, in a group of other pastors and the association has many avenues for doing that and pastors conference and pastors fraternals and different things like that where they will get involved just for that support network at times pastoral ministry can be lonely at times it can be challenging yes it is such a privilege to be to be set aside to hmm. preach God's word and to pastor God's people. But at times it can be tough and lonely. So just make sure you have a network of people around you to support you, to encourage you in the task that you have. I think as well is, is just what I would say is there are chur- churches that are part of the association. Um, why would you want to be part of something in name only? You want to be part of something? Well, be part of it. Play your part. Be all in. Mm. I just encourage those guys and just say to them, I've mentioned it before, our association is something I, I think that we should hold precious. I think that we should cherish it. Uh, we we are doctrinally strong. We are evangelistically minded. Um, and I just want to encourage those guys as they go in to serve in their churches, just uh, be all in. Um, yes, you'll have plenty of things that will be taking your attention in the local church, but also take time to look above the walls of your church and see your role as a church and play your part in the wider work of the association and just uh, join us, stand with us, pray with us as we seek to uh, advance the gospel in Ireland and beyond. Certainly, certainly. Well, Dave, you'll be glad to know that's all the questions I have for you. And I think your uh, debut podcast went okay. (laughs) I want to thank you, Dave, for taking the time um, to to chat with us today and uh, appreciate that. 
Thank you for listening to the Irish Baptist College podcast. To find out more about the Association of Baptist Churches in Ireland, visit baptistsinireland.org, where you'll find links to all the department websites, websites including our own. You can also take this opportunity to highlight the college's latest initiative, Gospel Guardians. Supporting theological education is one of the most strategic actions one can take in securing the long-term health of the church. If the college is to continue producing pastors, missionaries, evangelists, women's workers and youth and children's workers, we need your help. You can find more information about becoming a Gospel Guardian in the show notes. Until next time.